Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thursday, Lori Julia Show. My talk about a seven one everything entertainment. Lori and Julia are uh, they're elsewhere today, so uh, Holly Roberts and Miss Shannon and yours truly are uh, filling in the show for today. Yes, yes. Also, want to mention that before the show is over today, we will give you another opportunity to call in and win a pair of VIP tickets to the Shop Till You Drag uh, event that's uh, produced by. Flip phone events. That will be Sunday, May 19th, Rosedale Center, 2.30 at the Von Mauer Court. And we can tell you that the uh, regular tickets, uh, they are sold out. This is a hot Ooh, event. Mm-hmm. It's going to be super fun. We're going to give away those tickets this hour. Wonderful. Ooh, okay. So you'll want to be listening right. because you want to be a VIP for this event. If you've yeah. never gone to a flip phone event, you are missing out. They are so fun. Yes. They are, they, that's why they sell out so quickly all the time. But they have a great track record in making amazingly fun, entertaining events. Yes. And they are the pre- people who put on the drag brunches mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. They're also putting on the Golden Girls Cruise. Yes. So this is going to be super fun. Carson Kressley's going to be there. A lot of your favorite drag queens. And... You just might be there. Yes. You don't know. All right. So we were talking about game shows before <laughs> we went to break. And Donnie's secret, secret desire. It's not that secret. No, actually, <laughs> not no, it's anymore. not. not burning anymore. desire. <laughs> yeah, Donnie's not, burning desire. Burning desire there, yeah. to be a talk show host. No, game show host. Oh, yeah. Game show host. Yeah, yeah, you, but you a very particular a game show host. Like, he wants to be an interactive game yeah, show Yeah, an host. interactive game show host. Not just someone who sits there and doesn't really do anything. Right. So you wouldn't want to be Alex Trebek? He interacts. Mm, no, it's you too dry. You don't want to just read things. Okay. It's too dry. Oh, you want some jokes. Yeah, jokes. You want the punchline. We got a spontaneity. Something, okay. you know. All right. Give me Gene Rayburn. I've just dated myself. Yeah, because really, I was really like, badly. which one was he again? Okay. He was the old Match Game 74. Uh, ah, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. the long funny stick microphone. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm still disappointed that you don't want to do let's make a deal. So that's very uh, interactive. I know. Yeah, it is. Me. That's like the most interactive right. of the game shows. Does Wayne Brady still host that? He does. Mm-hmm. I believe. And yes. it's still the same. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. show up in costume, jump around. Hey, don't maybe mess with a, bunch a good of idea, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, the reason we brought this up is because it was announced that Elizabeth Banks is going to be hosting Press Your Luck this summer on ABC. They've got a huge slate of game shows that are going to be premiering in the summer. Press Your Luck debuts on June 12th on Wednesday. They also have games like, what would you, or I don't know if that's a game or not, but Card Sharks Match Game, mm-hmm. those are all coming back. Something called Family Food Night, which for the love sounds just horrifying. <laughs> I mean, I, I, think I, I heard about that one. I remember enjoying Press Your Luck and Card Sharks when I was home on sick days. Yeah. Or during summer vacation. So those two I remember being all about. And, you know, Card Sharks, 
I, you know, I, I see now that it sounds like it's going to be really fun because it's still going to have the giant card. They didn't just, it doesn't sound like they're going to go all digital from what I understand on you the need, update. Yeah, you need to have those old school props that you turn around, the big cards, the big whammy board, right. all of that stuff, because that's what makes game shows so fun. And right. Shannon, you brought up the point that these were all things that we watched when we were sick. Right. Growing up. <laughs> True. Exactly. Because I'm like, yeah. you, you know that you were sick growing up when The Price is Right came on TV. You had some saltine crackers and a bottle of Sprite. <laughs> and some really salty Campbell brothy soup. The Sprite yeah. has to be flat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Bob Barker oh, yeah. and Rod Roddy <laughs> came out. And the beauties yes. were all out there. Tapping on the carpet. Why did they tap on the carpet? I don't know. Every don't time know during the showcase showdown, because you always had one really good showcase showdown. It was like a trip to Acapulco. And then you had the living room set. Or, or, or <laughs> which I'm sure that are that and, people who understand the value, like adults yeah. were like, oh, neat. I get all furniture and a bunch of, you know, a bunch of stuff like all these appliances. And so technically they are of great value. And then they we're were like, we want to go on a trip to somewhere exotic that we wouldn't be able to enjoy anyway because we were 10. Yeah. Like, exactly. so, <laughs> so why don't I want to go to Puerto Vallarta I when street. I was 10? I just was like, yeah. oh, I want to go to Puerto Vallarta. That sounds beautiful. Well, that's where Auntie Jean goes every summer. <laughs> She always comes back with a new uncle. <laughs> and such a smile on her face. Exactly. Oh, those were... What, yeah. what, what do you think is behind this this game show renaissance? Where is all this coming from? Oh, is I there think, a clamor out there for people to... I think that there is a, uh, a desire for cost-effective entertainment. Ding, ding, um, ding. I think that in other at, words, cheap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So back in the day, this is why you know this is you know why you know. So these are scripted, unscri- unscripted, scripted reality shows, the same as that we like to like. So there's a, a minimal budget that we have to put behind them. Putting together a whammy board these days in comparison to the one they had back then, I'm sure that was super expensive. I'm sure they were like, wait, do what? And then we have to have a graphic that does who? And that was sound probably was really expensive back then. And right. now we're like. Kids make that on their phone. Yeah, that's you know? true. You're right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. I did. I did that on TikTok. Thank right, you. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Also, too, game shows are quick to make. True. And you, one of the good things about being a game show host, Donnie, is that you film five episodes in a day. Bada yes, bing, right. bada yes. boom. You're done for the week. Yeah, right? you're done for yeah. the week. Mm-hmm. You say that being on a couple of game shows myself, they heard you in. Yes. And they film a whole week. Uh, yeah, I know. And then they get in and they get out. So I think it's easy for the talent. It's cheap for the network. It's fun for people to watch right. because game shows are super fun. We all have admitted that I, they're just fun to watch. And I think that's part of it, too, is that they're entertaining to watch for a very particular reason is that you are hopeful that someone will have a positive outcome. Yes. And so you're like, oh, so it's like watching uh, your new television friend win the lottery. Yeah. You know, and so you want them, especially when it's somebody, uh, there's always that one contestant where you're like, oh, I hope that, oh, they oh. lost. Oh. Yeah. And you're like, you feel bad for them. You yeah. don't even know them. Right, exactly. I really want Jared to win that exactly. clear briefcase of novelty dollars. Because he looked so excited. Yeah. I Like he's going to take it home to his family, who he pointed to in the audience. And they all came in matching t-shirts. You want Jared to get all of that. Yeah, you do. I mean, <laughs> right. they took the effort to put on the t-shirts for crying Correct. out loud. Yes. And t-shirts don't buy themselves. 
Especially if they're matching t-shirts for the entire family. Yeah, right. That Thank takes you. planning and forethought. Yeah, then they get them made, the custom-made t-shirts. Yes, yeah, come on now. Live in yeah. large. Yes. Well, again, you can watch all of these game and shows. It's all ABC. ABC. No, it's all ABC, and it's all starting June 9th. So we got about a month left until it all kicks off with Celebrity Family Feud on Sunday night. Then the $100,000 pyramid to tell the truth. I mean, they're not even bothering no. making no. new game shows. No. 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 We don't even want to bother with trying to pay a couple of writers to make a new game. I I wonder if it's also because we do have a lot more comedic actors, but actresses and actors out there. But we also have a lot of social media stars and we have a lot of of young Disney stars that can be led into being the face of these ABC properties. The new Monty Hall. You just got to pound that like button on YouTube. Exactly. He or she may be out there one day. Look, we got to go to break. Let me come back. If we haven't been random enough in this segment, more random thoughts after this. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Well, it's Julia's random thoughts with Holly, <laughs> Shannon, and Donnie. And off the air, uh, Shannon just informed me that she has a bad guy. Yes, I have a bad guy. She's and not guy. like a superhero. No. <laughs> but like I met like the guy who's in charge of like the Bat Conservation League in town. Oh. Yeah. And so okay. because I sent this, I don't I don't I, I don't know if I sent this to you, Donnie, but um one of the things that I was seeing is I saw this article this morning, um, and it was said, skip the insecticide this summer, fight mosquitoes with bat homes. Mm. And so there is a crowdfunded startup out there that is encouraging homeowners to fight insect invasions by having this new natural or by, by having a home for your bat on the outside of your home. And so they have a cute name for it, which is very important, right? It's all about the marketing. So let me know if this is enough to at least get you tantalized with the concept okay. of all having right. a bat. So it's called a bat B&B. Well, that's tweet See, enough. Okay, that's all right. See, that's okay. cute. Okay, all right. A bat B and B, and so this company is encouraging uh, people to instead of going out and getting all these pesticides, this is a twofold plan. So you could get the bat B and B, and you put it on the outside of your home, and then the bats will be encouraged to come and live it, uh, on in their little new house, and they'll eat all the insects, and so you don't have to spray things. And it also helps because bats are so misunderstood and vilified that people are out there squishing them and taking and, and destroying their natural habitat so bats are actually endangered and bats are cute bats are cute they're if you guys, cute i yeah, they get a bad rap they do and yeah, if you get the whole sit vampire there, thing right it's right. ruined it for them the whole <laughs> point about bats that's is bad that, pr right yes. you either need to have you know if you go and you just google baby bats on youtube that is an adorable wormhole to drop down no. you can watch baby bats all dressed up like in little like burrito swaddle things and stuff yeah. and just looking cute i think the thing is that bats either need to be tiny adorable baby bats or bigger, like raccoon sized bats, like big bats. Because the guy that I, my bat guy, brought some big bats out, you know, kind of thing. We're like, okay, you can see that bat coming a while away. You're not like, what the heck is that? It's that in between stuck in your hair size bat that I'm not a fan of. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, I get you. If it's like softball yeah. size bat, that you're like, that could easily get trapped in my weave. That bat is the one that I'm like, <laughs> out, hey, no, out. exactly. Could you imagine that? See, that part freaks me out. Oh, that's But if true. it was like a big bat that I'm all like, no bat, I don't want to hug. And I could avoid the bat. I'm a little okay it's with that. It's not going to get caught in anything. <laughs> no. But I would think or that... Swoop, or sneak up on me. The giant ones would be terrifying, only from the sheer size. I'm thinking of mm. things like possums. Possums and raccoons. I rather... But bats, at least they are bat... They are, they are integrally bat-shaped. Possums bug me because they have hands. 
Oh, that's true. They yeah. got the thumbs. And the that's raccoons, right. too. They can yeah. grab yeah. things. Yeah, things that look like they want to you know, take my stuff and, and give me like like thumb wrestle squeezes. I don't like sure. those, those kind of animals. You can see either. it from afar. <laughs> yes. I'm just thinking of like uh, the movie uh, Adventures in Babysitting when uh, Penelope okay. Ann Miller's <laughs> yeah. character goes up to the giant rat and thinks it's a cat. <laughs> right. So you might think the possum right. is a cat a from afar, from like, a distance, nope. and you're like, nope, no, 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 no. So where can we get the bat B&Bs? So you can, right now you can go online and you can look for this company okay. and the company uh you can go to their website and the name of the company oh i lost it i lost it i have to scroll down sorry 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 it is mm-hmm. where is it well we'll just google donnie just google yeah just google yeah. bat bnb and you'll be able to find it i'm okay. sure Fair yeah enough. all right donnie oh, it is oh, it's yeah. bat bnb.com perfect so oh. you go to bat b the the the, the letter b n B.com. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. batbnb.com. They look, they're actually really cool. They was, are. Look at that. I was also, because they never I, even know what it is. They look like, Frank, it. is it Frank Lloyd Wright? He looks uh, like an amazing yeah, architect. Kind of, kind of interesting <laughs> architecture. It has to be Twee. It's Twee, but it's very, very detailed. And I feel like, you know, I, I'm one of those people that if a wasp nest shows up by my house, I want to burn the house down. It, and so yeah. I would rather have a bat, a, a, a bat, a, a self selected bat house. Yes. That would then hopefully. Keep these other insects away. You have invited the bat. Oh gosh, anything to keep wasps away. True. Yeah, you want to put a flamethrower those. Like, for, oh, the house is burnt down, but the wasps are gone. <laughs> right. Then one flies around your head. Oh, they got me. Batbnb.com. Donnie, yes. do you have a random? Uh, this is something to think about because summer will eventually be here. True. I promise you, it will be here. Really. <laughs> yes, I know. It, really? it seems hard to think of now, but it will be here. And one thing you should do, according to this skin anesthetician, yes. do not peel your skin after a sunburn. Oh, boy, but oh. that's so fun. Nope. You, you very... might think that p- picking at the dead skin is uh, no, but you could actually be damaging per- perfectly healthy skin in the process, which could inflict scarring. Ah, but that takes so much, like, I just this, to be able to, like, have the, the self-control. Uh, <laughs> these small wounds also make it easy for bacteria to attack your skin, oh, fine. resulting so put on in an infection. SPF. Maybe so, just exfoliate a little bit slowly over time. Well, she says uh, moisturize as much okay. as you can. The skin underneath your peeled layer, your peeled off layer is fresh and sensitive and it needs protection. Gotcha. So don't start peeling your skin off when <laughs> you get a burn. Oh, but isn't it satisfying though when you, when, you get a, when you get to. a big, big <laughs> flake and you oh, just start Holly. picking it and People it becomes might be like a, a snack. Well, they might be, but they also <laughs> might be skin possibly. Who yeah. knows what you, you I, get down there you get down. Actually, over the weekend, I found a solution to uh, do that sensation without hurting your All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So I got this face mask thing at yeah. Target. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, I it's just one of the cheap face mask things that Wait, you get. Wait, one and of the sheet it's masks? It's not a or, sheet. No, so it's, a, it's the... It's a uh, gel. Uh, okay. You apply the gel on your face yeah. and you wait 20 minutes. Yeah. And then it crustifies on your face. Okay. It's supposed to make you have a youthful glow. Yes. But you peel it off in one thing off of your face and it's the exact same sensation as peeling off a giant piece <laughs> of skin. And it's okay. so satisfying. Holly Roberts, you know what else you'll love bad. then? Okay, because there's a different kind of peel mask. Yes. That you put it on and then it rolls up in little bu- uh, beads. Oh, and so you could do it. So yeah. it's similar to, remember how fun it was to put like Elmer's glue on your hand and then have the little balls of Elmer's yeah. glue? This is what you get to do for your face while you're exfoliating. So you put it on, you let it dry a bit, and then as you do it, it turns into little beads as you go across your face. It's very soothing. But you don't put Elmer's the glue a, on your a, face. That's, you don't want to do it. No, you shouldn't do no, that. Okay, the no, a, it's just to be ASMR okay. kind of thing is what yeah. you get to do now with the little beads. Where can you we get like, that? Yeah. Um, oh, that's easy. That's all over the place at Target. I'll tell at you. Target. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So all these things are available at Target. Yes. So we are keeping everybody <laughs> yeah. very busy this weekend. And I will say, I don't remember the brand of the face mask that I was using, but it was on the cheaper end. Yeah. So it wasn't the ones that are six, seven bucks. It no. was only like two or three dollars, which is appropriate since you're only putting it on to be able to peel it back off. Like yeah. you really don't care if it works. You just want the sensation. Oh, it was so satisfying. <laughs> I I found that out. I was like, I took a bath, had a diet A and W root beer, goldfish, yes. and I peeled off my face. I know. <laughs> I had a trashy bath, but it felt so love good. It. Love it, love it. <laughs> All right. Well, Donnie's not amused. Donnie's grossed out. I don't know what I can uh, add to that conversation. Okay. Hey, you can try it. Self-care works for men and women. Yeah, Donnie. And get a face mask. What else does some... warm weather mean? It means beer. <laughs> beer. Oh, and please tell us about beer. The benefits of drinking beer. Beer. <laughs> Uh, it reduces the risk of kidney stones by as much as 41%. Sure. You know yeah. No. That's according to nephrologists. Those are people who, kidney doctors. Uh, it can help replenish you after a workout. The carbs in the beer are good after you've just burned a bunch of calories. And studies have found it might be better than water when you're dehydrated. Lies, lies. I don't believe that. <laughs> was this, was, were these statistics brought the to University you by... the University of Texas. <laughs> brought to you by... The Anheuser-Busch Corporation, <laughs> right. who funded the study. It's good for your bones. It can increase bone okay, density. Come on, stop it. Dust <laughs> University. Dust. <laughs> University of Texas is very esteemed. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So, what? Miller Beer sponsored this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there uh, you go. Whatever. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait Gig stands for you. Yeah. Is there anything happening? Afternoon. They'll be back soon. I'm Holly. Miss Shannon's here. Yes. Donnie's here. We're just going all over the place today, but we are going to talk a little bit of movie news right now, and uh, we're going to kick it off with a movie that's coming out later this month, and it's the Elton John biopic Rocket Man. There's a lot of hype around this movie. Right. I don't know whether or not it's going to be good. I I guess maybe. I don't know. Donnie, what do you think about the trailers for Rocket Man? Uh, I was pretty impressed with the trailers, okay. especially uh, the performance by uh, Taron Egerton as yeah. Elton John. I think he's 
he's nailing it pretty well. Yes, Joel Edgerton is playing Elton John, and one oh, of I the thought it was Taryn. 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 Taryn Edgerton. Yeah, you said Joel Edgerton. Oh. Much Who different person. Billy Joel, Piano Man? What? I don't know. Where am I? What day is it? Um, Elton John. Well, I was going to say that Taron Edgerton. One of the big differences between this, and we, I think it's fair to compare this movie to Bohemian Rhapsody, two big 70s rock music biopics, right. is that Taron Edgerton is doing his own singing in this movie. So yes. there is no Elton John voice track over nice. his performances, and we're actually getting a little sneak peek of what Taryn is going to sound like in Rocket Man, and he is performing that very song, right, Donnie? He is, and I should say that the, uh, the the producers of the movie, there was never any intention for him to try and sound like Elton John. It wasn't, let's see if you can mimic his voice. Right. Uh, yeah, they Th- that's just not want... what they were looking for. Just you sing as you. Okay. Okay, so here's Taryn Edgerton doing a song you will recognize. <laughs> On such a timeless flight I like it, but I I think that I'm extra knowing that um, when they cast Taron Edgerton and knowing that Elton John really wanted someone to artistically interpret these and make them his own in Mm -hmm. a way that. You know, this is it's yes, it's a biopic, but it's also whatever word that I don't remember what he called it, but it was it's uh, you know the difference between it being a. It, it's this is still an odyssey and there's some license. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not a straight it's not bio. A straight biopic, it's, a, right? it's almost yeah. a fantasia. Right. That's what they said. Yes, of Elton John's life. You know, and so it. You know, knowing that, I think that it made me like it even more because I wasn't set up to try and compare it directly to the original. Yes. I was set up to go, this is supposed to be a new artistically interpreted version of it. So that made me like it more. Right, which is something that I find myself, and I'm sure a lot of other people do, find yourself falling into that trap in any kind of movie, TV depiction of a real person is that you're always comparing and contrasting versus the real person, which is one of the reasons, a theory that I have of why biopics are so huge is because you do have something to compare it to. Like You can Mm -hmm. objectively look at a performance. You could look at Taron Edgerton as Elton John and compare and contrast and be like, oh, his performance was good because... Because he got Elton John so correct. And mm-hmm. it's, just, it's easy for the mind to do that. Or it's interesting that Elton John felt this way about this part of the film. Like, to be able to have all these different layers yes. is made me more interested in the project. Right. And Elton John said that he's immensely proud of Taron Edgerton. He said he's doing extraordinary work in the movie and on the soundtrack. And Elton John says, I don't think anyone actor has really done anything like this ever. So he's really excited to see this. You now, he's certainly, if you see some of the, the trailer or the stills, he certainly is made up to look like Oh, Elton of course. Yeah. Uh, yes. yeah, he totally yes. looks like him. As far yeah. as the costume design, he's all on board with yeah. that. And the, the hair and, and, and the general wonkiness of an Elton John. Yeah, and they're telling the story of Little Reg 
Little from, Reggie right. Dwight. Little Reggie Dwight, yep. and he's growing up, and mm-hmm. then he wants, and then he becomes a Rocket Man yep. eventually yep. on stage with the glitter, and he has the sequin Los Angeles yes. Dodgers and outfit uniform, and the yes. Donald Duck and I, all that kind of stuff. I did read yesterday, and I saw the photo. One of the outfits you will see Taron Edgerton wear in the movie is Elton John is one that Elton John never even wore. Really? They oh. just designed something completely outrageous so just for the homage, movie. So it's homage, an yes, homage to yes. the Elton John. And I think that's going to be interesting too. And I, I've i been going back to this and I think it's interesting. Like I remember going, I'm a fan of Elton John. But then I started going, you know, you're a fan of four Elton John songs. That's and there's some that I really didn't get. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I started looking back through things. I'm like, I remember this being on. But other than that, I'm still standing one. Should I remember the video for a lot when it was on all the time when I was a kid the other ones i'm like i don't think i remembered that you that know, was an me, elton john song the mm-hmm. best elton john for me is the first three or four albums. Oh, you like okay. the singer songwriter the singer elton, song elton john okay. yes when he's, he started getting a little schlocky mm. at some point so in his career. what was the album for you then where it was, was it goodbye yellow brick road where that you were kind of like oh that was, no that was good okay yeah, i like goodbye yellow brick road i like captain fantastic and the brown dirt cowboy but then he when he started getting in into the late 70s and in especially into the early 80s well Donnie, he ah. just started getting a little too uh, you know what that's called what what is that called cocaine the lyrics weren't there anymore the, the it was just well, that's uh, Bernie but I also, right yeah. and i also think that by the time he got to that part of his career it was a different story line that he was telling at that point yeah. and that the style mm-hmm. of music that was acceptable in the 80s on was not as story driven as what he was doing when he first started i think that's a good point i think yes. that's a very fair yeah, point he had to start making pop hits and yeah. they were still very emotionally driven pop hits, but he started making pop, really like pop, very trendy pop songs. I do find 80s cocaine-fueled Elton John to be endearing only because that's what I grew up watching <laughs> MTV. Too, right. He had the electric piano yes. and the one earring and the weird hats right. and the sunglasses. And the weird, super weird sunglasses. Oh, oh yeah. I'm not one of those. Oh, but this is, this, this is wonderful, though. This is the best Elton John. Don't have much money Boy, if I did. That is a classic right there. That's a classic song. If you, this song is poisoned for me though because. Why do you think well, thanks for that. No, here's why. Like no, I do. No, I think of Nomeo and Juliet because he did the soundtrack for that, and there's a Nomeo and Juliet version of that. Song. Oh dear. <laughs> exactly. Is what is that? An animated thing? Yeah. Yes. Oh. So he produced it. Well, and he gave his husband a job to do, and he's like, "Honey, oh, honey, okay. I, David, I know that you need to be busy right now. I need you to get out of the apartment." So I'm going to, you do this movie, okay? And so Nomeo and Juliet is very charming. You have a child probably between the ages of, we'll say now, mine's 11. This movie came out quite a few years ago. And so we watched this a lot and it still does occasionally end up in the rotation in my house. And so <laughs> Elton John did the soundtrack to it, oh. but it's like just repurposed a lot of his hits like this and Crocodile Rock. They got but the rights gnomes. for cheap, right? <laughs> Like, because he just like we got the friends them. and family rate <laughs> right. on those songs for Romeo and Juliet. Right. It's another of my favorites. I hope the day will be like a highway for friends who found on every road. Boy, this really takes Can me to a very specific place in my life. But that's the perfect thing about music, you know, is that when you have that emotional tie to a song for a reason where it's almost you can 
picture and smell and feel where you were when that song was most important to you. Exactly. And Elton John, I do have to admit, regardless of what era you in, he did in each of the 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 decades of his career. I think he had that anthem. He had that song that resonated with that moment in time. Right. So you can pick the a uh, 70s, you can pick an 80s, you can pick a 90s where you go, this is why Elton John is relevant. Yeah, you can pick the 90s, you can go to the right. Lion King soundtrack exactly. and be like, I know exactly where I was right. when yeah, Can You Feel the true. Love mm-hmm. Tonight is out in mm-hmm. 80s, like what kind of recreational drugs are you right. using? I mean, and you go, oh, one day I'll be old enough to try those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, no. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I was gonna, I, I'm gonna mention too, other movie news that's happening. Speaking of a uh, depicting real life people on the big screen once upon a time in Hollywood the yes. Quentin Tarantino movie is making headlines today because it will be competing at the Cannes Film Festival this year there was some controversy not the controversy necessarily but there was some doubt on whether or not this Quentin Tarantino timing. movie would be coming out well luckily for Quentin Tarantino and the marketing department over at Sony they did change the release date of this movie it was going to come out in August of this year that is when the Manson murders happened in August the, the 50th anniversary of that is coming up well they moved up the movie into July of this summer so that was a good move on them because I remember when that news came out that yes. we were just like that is beyond tacky and I think yeah, they really yeah. had to uh, hustle to get it done sooner as well because there was a lot of press going on about this film and uh, instead of doing his own press like he really normally would do about this time Quentin wasn't doing any of the press because no. they were t- and all of the other producers and when they were talking to Entertainment Weekly and stuff were saying no he's hunkered down trying to get this film finished and wasn't even taking any press phone calls yeah like Mm -hmm. he was in the editing booth getting this uh finished she still has three weeks to do it so i bet he's still in there working on this right now up until the wire Mm -hmm. Uh, once upon a time in hollywood is going to be out may 21st it's going to film may 21st excuse me it's going to be marking the 25th anniversary of pulp fiction which was also a big splash at the Cannes film festival indeed yeah so we'll be able to see that i'm very curious about this movie because it got a it got a bad rap when it well, first came out. Well, because there was confusion about what it was supposed to right. be about. Exactly. It, 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 the, 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 the whole uh, Sharon Tate thing is just a, a tangentially... Correct. A tangential part of the movie. It's not really about that. No. Because it did seem like another film when we were first reading about it that's going to show this this creepy thirst for horrific events. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and glorifying or sexifying creepy events. And so now we're like, he's like, nope, that's not it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm back on board. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just one of many people because we've got uh, Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Lee is going to be in this movie. So another real life person in Hollywood in the late 60s. And Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. I just want to see Leonardo DiCaprio dance on the set of Hullabaloo. I just think like, it's oh. interesting that this is the, I just think it's interesting it took this long for the two of them to be in a, a film together. Uh, I know. Yeah, I guess so that's right. the yeah. curiosity factor alone, okay. I think, uh, will make me want to go and see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right. Well, when well, we come, I, I think Julia's going to have to scratch this from her list. And you know why, don't you, Holly? Because it's longer than 80 minutes. It's two hours and 45 minutes. So oh. She won't be going to that one either. Well, all right. Just add it to the laundry list. We'll Get give out her the cliff notes. Um, Thank you. All right. Well, that's all we got about the movies right now. When we come back, we're going to do a little Hollywood speaking. Somebody is the big boss over at CBS, and we'll tell you who. So what are you trying to say? Hollywood. Hollywood speaking. Who is the 
She's the new queen at CBS. Well, mm. Page Six wants us to believe that it's Gail King because they're reporting that Gail King is the reason that Nora O'Donnell is officially out as co-host of CBS this morning. Get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> live, live from the CBS dressing room. That was Gail King you out. <laughs> telling Nora O'Donnell to get out. So here's a story. Sources close to CBS say that the new lineup for CBS This Morning has been set and it doesn't include Nora O'Donnell because Gail King has demanded she be sent elsewhere. Perhaps this is all part of her contract negotiation that's still ongoing with CBS. A CBS Insider tells Page Six, Nora is toxic. <laughs> and she's difficult to work with. And that she's aided in feel, feeding rumors about the impending exit of Jeff Glor, who's the anchor of CBS Evening News. Now, Page Six reporting that Nora O'Donnell has been the one planting gossip about Jeff Glor leaving CBS Evening News because Nora O'Donnell wants to anchor that show herself, which yeah. is based in Washington, D.C., which will be a little more convenient for her lifestyle. I yeah. find this whole story frustrating for a couple of reasons, mostly yes. because I do want there to be powerful women in both positions. And so if it turns out that Nora was so toxic that Gail couldn't work with her, that really frustrates me in this story mm-hmm. because I want it to be that they I want to be able to champion in them both. Yeah. Even though I don't know either of them. <laughs> I want Gail to rule her show. I want Nora to rule her show. And if they push all these dudes out, I don't know them either. So push them. Push yeah. them. Let yeah. Nora go. go. Why? And so I really hope that the story is... I want to think that maybe Nora was just trying to be a power player and isn't really a terrible person and not really toxic and maybe it backfired on her which is unfortunate because a lot of guys get away with that right that <laughs> she was maybe leveraging some celebrity gossip stuff Correct. and planting some other stories because she was playing the game right, yes. yeah. because that's how it happens in the morning news world right okay but if we subtract Nora O'Donnell yes there, you said there was going to be no math on the test on okay I'm sorry I lied if we okay. subtract Nora O'Donnell yes that could that in the budget then freeze up some additional money to a war to Gail King to keep her on CBS this morning? Look at you, hmm. Donnie. You I'm get just, your fifteen percent cut for negotiating in that way. So simply what you're saying, Donnie, is this could be a, just simply a money issue. We know that she wants a ton. Yes. And they're gonna pay well, you know, we we're not gonna pay you that much and then pay Nora almost as much. Right. We're gonna pay you more. She's gonna go and then Anthony Mason. And the other guy, Tony Dokupil. <laughs> we just call him five percent rate. How about we just call him Tony D? Tony D. Yep. You know, he's he's not, not not any. You know, Anthony Mason probably makes good money, but this new guy is like, I just want the job. <laughs> right. You know, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm happy to the be the Tony here. guy whose name we need can't yeah. pronounce. I cannot pronounce his last name. Tony D. Say. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be on the show too. So, ooh, I you know, bo- I like both of your guys' theories mm-hmm. that you know that it's it was a power play gone wrong, and also ultimately it's Gail's people trying to negotiate her more money on right. CBS because. Because she is the star of the oh, show. Especially oh, after. Yes, and yes. then once she's still riding high on the R. Kelly interview. Yep. Right, I mean, yeah. even people who didn't know who Gail. There were people who lived under rocks who didn't know what she did as far as interviewing people. They only knew her as Oprah's friend. Right. And so I think that solidified the way that she handled it. And it was so engrossing. And that she was, you know, I mean, that was a great move on her part to do that in the way that she handled it. I'm like, that was, I'm like, well done. I yeah. mean, slow clap from the back of the room for Gail King on that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, Nora O'Donnell will continue to do some segments on 60 Minutes. 
Yeah, so she's not out at CBS. No, no, no. She's so just... she's still going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, uh, if you know, replacing, you know, um, uh, Jeff Glore with her is really going to change the fortunes of the CBS Evening News. Mm. I, I don't know yeah. that it really matters that much. Now so that... she may be wanting something that in the long run may not be that good for her. Because now that Oprah's not doing anything on 60 Minutes, doesn't that give more time for Nora O'Donnell over there anyway? Yeah, you would think because Oprah's weird reason for leaving, whatever. Oprah, well, because she Oprah had to read, she had to read her name a couple of times. I know. She's like, wait, <laughs> I put too much emphasis on my own name. I think I need to quit. Okay, whatever her weird story <laughs> that was that a, she gave. I'm like, I, Oprah, like I love log. you, but I have no idea what she was saying. <laughs> um, so maybe Nora can get her money somewhere else. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, and I think to to your point, Donnie, the evening news as a format for news and information delivery is a dying art. Right. But it just seems like even having it's a high profile job, network anchor for the evening news, also lifestyle stuff. Her husband's down in Washington, D.C. Right. He's a restaurateur, isn't he? Yeah. Right. And so yeah. it might just be a nice yeah. life move, too. No, Fair exactly. Enough. Yeah. Simply mm-hmm. just like, hey, I kind of want to get my life together in yeah. a way that works for me. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? We shall see. You know, and she's up against a, a David Muir. A Muir. Is that his name on ABC? And he's. A, 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 like a powerhouse mm-hmm. and the CBS has trailed in the, the evening news for a long time. Lester's over on NBC. And Lester's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Lester Holt on NBC. So I don't think that just because Nora O'Donnell is on, it, it, it's it, the help. fortunes are going to change. No, no I don't Evening think so. News. I think that that's one of those things, that people who still use that as destination programming are going to be very difficult to sway, and she is not swayable enough. Nah. You know, I don't think she's like, my mom is not going to switch because she's over there. Yeah, you I know? don't. Who would even be... In the world of uh, network TV news, who would be a swayable personality to get somebody to actually watch the evening news? I don't even know if there's anybody. I don't have a name. Who is you, Donnie? It it is not a function of personalities anymore when it comes to the evening news, because especially your your age group, Polly, millennials. And younger, Gen, Gen Z, Gen, whatever, no. they're not watching the evening news. They're no. not waiting for that. And that, that, is, that, be a that is the older generation. That is a baby mover. Yeah. Older generation that still watches evening news. You guys, you get your news from different places than sitting down at 530 and watching a network newscast. Even, That's not part of your even lifestyle. Even Gen Xers, like all of us Xers, I don't sit around and wait for that. That's no. My mom tells me stuff and then asks me if I know people on the news in town. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> No, like, or I met him at a thing. But I, I do think that that is, you know, and she's a savvy boomer and still. Yeah. And I'm like, Mom, you just read that on your phone an hour. You knew all that stuff. Why do you still watch that? Right, yes. right. Yeah, even yeah, even savvy, savvy boomer, any generation where it's like there is a certain uh, ability of getting your news online and it's from all different sources. And I mean, you, you smash the like button on YouTube and right. there you go. Bada bing, you get and your And I'm news. looking for the additional stories that they do, but all of that stuff needs to be multimedia consumable products as well. So not only is it going to end up on ABC News, I didn't watch it live on the news. I watched it in the six um, episode YouTube videos, like you just said. Exactly. You know? Yes. And Luckily, a lot of network news does make their content available on social media because right. that is yeah. how I will consume it. If right. ABC mm-hmm. News has something important that I want to watch or CBS, well, you better darn put it on social media, right. particularly Twitter. Yes. I guess so Facebook or whatever, even YouTube, put it up on your YouTube channel. I will watch it. It is there. 
So, yeah. I, don't I think Nora O'Donnell would be smart to stick with 60 Minutes because that show still does gangbuster right. ratings. Yeah. And I think that's because it's a different animal. Right. It's, know, a, magazine yeah, it's a magazine and you've show. It's a magazine show. You can have a great career. Look at somebody like Leslie Stahl, who's yeah. been there for a long time. And, 60 you know. Minutes is a great brand. Correct. Yes. And that's why it still succeeds. Uh, we only have a couple of seconds left. Oh, my gosh. I was going to tell you the real reason why Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner got married in Las Vegas. I will tell you at the top of the hour. Okay. Oh, okay. Donnie, look at that you. tease. Oh, by the way, Chris <laughs> Jenner, her favorite skincare product is top secret. She doesn't want to let you know that. <laughs> oh, come uh, on now. She's going to sell, she's gonna really sell it to you soon. Yeah. yeah, thank you. It's rumored to- <laughs> Thank you, Miss Shannon. Her uh, Kylie Jenner is rumored to be launching a skincare line. So, mm. by the way, that's probably her secret. So you're going to want to stay tuned yes. for that. Yep. Everything you can buy for a dollar from Kris Jenner. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, when we get back, we're going to hear the real reason why Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner got married in Las Vegas. Also, I've got an exciting Disneyland update for you. If you were planning on going to the new Star Wars Galaxy Edge, well, <laughs> good luck. I'll tell you why after the break.